0: Three two one <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear something funny i I, I set uh, sat in on uh, my nephew one of our my two nephews are doing a little fun fun little podcast uh, just stupid stuff and uh, they asked me to jump in on something It was about a game or whatever and um, and he did the same thing and I never <laughs> My, he goes, okay, ready, three, two, one, <laughs> and I don't. I, I think they've listened to my our show uh, maybe once or twice, but I don't think he ever heard that part of it where where I do the countdown. <laughs> so I think it's funny. It's in the family, man. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so anyway, go on. All right, three, two, one. you
1: are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the
0: 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show.
1: this is bonsai retro club and i am dave online i've got scott hello everybody and suzanne hi there so listener what we are planning to do is uh the idea has been stirring about in our brains ever since we did this one episode uh where we broke down the lyrics to a spoken word song which is called everybody's free to wear sunscreen by is it boz uh lerman Baz Lerman, yeah. Baz Lerman. Uh and uh, so Scott and I took probably the greater part of an hour just kind of breaking down that song and really just looking at the lyrics and kind of talking about what uh, you know that particular lyric uh meant to us. Uh, you know, at, at that given time. I, I think if we were to do it again it may you know it may have been adjusted, you know, based on, you know, what we've lived through now. But it was such a you know, a a fun topic, and it was something that really stuck with me, and I thought, you know, we can pick other songs that we can do that with, so what we're going to do that with tonight is we're going to be looking at the song Pressure by Billy Joel, uh, and breaking those lyrics down, discussing about what what that means to each one of us, and, uh, you know, just kind of... Enjoying that song, uh, you know, uh, at least the lyrics of it. What we did last time with everybody's free to wear Sun- everybody's free to wear sunscreen. Sorry for stumbling. Uh, I inserted the song, the entire song first. That way, everybody had the uh, uh, you know the actual song in their brain when they listen to us break it down. I'm going to do the same thing here. So this is the part where I'm going to insert Pressure by Billy Joel. So once you've heard that, this is us now going to take a look at all of those lyrics and uh, kind of have our interpretation of it. Um, Scott, you picked this song, so you want to kick us off?
0: Um, Hold on. Let me. What? You don't ha- well,
1: you're okay, not ready? I,
0: no, I had the wrong lyrics. I had the I wrong the, lyrics. I set
1: the ball right to you.
0: I had the wrong lyrics. <laughs> you of. dropped the ball. Dropped the ball.
1: So We're professionals here.
0: I've always liked this song since I remember hearing it back in the eighties. Okay. It was released in 1982 and I'm like a lot of other Billy Joel stuff. I'm not, I'm not like a huge fan. I don't dislike him. He's part of our rock and roll history. I appreciate that. But this song has always stood out to me as just a really, um, just a powerful song. About life and you know how how we how we're we're always under the gun of, of of just trying to cope with life, right? And these lyrics, they're not as they're not as strong as what we broke down with everybody loves or everybody's free to wear sunscreen that that that's a different idea altogether anyway let me get back on track so how do you want to do this you want to break it down like the first couple of lyrics and just kind of bounce ideas off each other and because
1: yeah i i think that's actually perfect yeah. you know I, and okay the uh it, it starts you have to learn to pace yourself pressure you're just like everybody else pressure
0: yeah um and this is I think it's very uh I think the word would be retrospective. Would that be the right word, do you guys say? Like your analy self analyzation maybe is right. better.
2: Maybe um, introspective.
0: Introspective, thank you. Not retrospective. Introspective. Retrospective Ooh. is what we do every time we have a co- podcast. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> In- Introspective is what this is. This this kind of works with. So that's just the way I see it. I think it's uh, it's really taking a look at yourself, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, the way I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to look at it from the '80s lens as to, you know, what was kind of going on at that time, uh, you know, and, you know, you had the, uh, you know, the yuppie, you know, era going on and everybody was fast paced and, you know, just, you know, you're working 24 seven and, you know, you're trying to get, you know, the, the top dollar and, you know, and more cocaine. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. You know, and you were just flying high and just, you know, just living large uh, and it's not like anybody was slowing down and I, th- I feel that that, this helped kind of contribute to you know, kind of the lyric here is where you're basically doing that to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, pacing yourself and letting yourself just enjoy life, you know, and you had, you know, you're just pushing yourself all the time, you know, and it's really in your head as to why you're doing this. So to your point, introspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah, Suzanne. I was about to say, do you do you feel differently about that?
2: Suzanne adores Billy Joel. <laughs> so I'll just yeah. say that straight off. <laughs> I
0: knew that when when I, when. So the other night, I'm. I'm let me back up just before you get going here. So the yeah. other night, I was. We were. We've been watching the Goldbergs lately. Mm. And I don't know if either of you guys know that show very well. Yeah, I but, do. I like
2: the show.
0: Oh my God, it is freaking hysterical.
2: <laughs> it is. And it's so.
0: It is so retro... Okay, I'm going to use the word. Retrospective. Okay. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> that works. <laughs>
0: it is so retrospective. And Dave, if you haven't watched this show, you need to start watching some of these because they have so many great, great 80s references throughout the whole thing. Um, but they, they played... Um, actually, there's a whole episode called We Didn't Start the Fire and so they try to re- a good episode <laughs> it was a good episode and they try to rewrite it with Barry doing his rap because Barry raps it's so funny um and it made me think I'm like wow that's a really that's that song has a lot of you know interesting lyrics in it and it makes you think about it and like we didn't start the fire this whole thing and and I thought oh that and then Billy Joel triggered me to think about this song which always had a little bit more strength for me personally so this yeah,
2: kind but of we'd go for the other one for we didn't start the fire since it's kind of that rapid patter you know social consciousness type of thing
0: is that what the one that you would have preferred to do or pressure
2: you know well I'll be honest with you this, this is your pick so you know you get to pick but I, <laughs> I do you know you get to pick with whatever you know is your opinion that you want to go for but I think that Billy Joel is a really amazing lyricist Mm-hmm. I mean, like top notch, like maybe up there with Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Um, I don't think these are his best lyrics. Okay. I think there are certain lyrics to certain songs that just floor you from Billy Joel. Um, but I, I mean, I kind of get how this is meaningful, and I, I really like the take that Dave is going with regarding um, the framework of the '80s, where everybody was trying mm-hmm. to outdo each other, and it was a, a decade of excess and, um, you know, corporate raiders and money and cocaine and all this kind of stuff. And I do remember this video having um, various, uh, you know, uh, geysers going off and fire plugs exploding and things just like uh, everybody was losing it everywhere. (laughs) Um, I'm also kind of seeing um, him maybe – Billy Joel started out kind of, uh, you know, with these desperate uh, lyrics about, about love, about wanting to, you know, move out and break out into the world and start your life, and my other world is just a mile away, and then he got more famous and older and didn't have as many problems and yearnings, you know, as a young person does, and... This, to me, is like the second wave of of Billy Joel, where he's almost like kind of telling stories about, uh, you know, about his new life, you know? Um, It's not the same. It's not quite the same type of, um, it doesn't have quite the same beauty and magic to it, if you ask me. Um, But I'm getting out of this where maybe at this point in his life, everybody around him is some kind of, you know, pseudo-intellectual phony like out of a Woody Allen movie.
1: Yeah. And
2: it, yeah, like he talks about psych one, psych two, what do you know? Um and and that kind of thing. Um and it's kind of maybe running into a wall with it, like ugh, you don't know the pressure that I'm under, leave me alone. <laughs> so I don't so- know if you want to go line by line on this. Like how, how are we approaching this? Because I didn't do oh. the subscri-
0: yeah, when, yeah we're, we're gonna break it down line by line just well at least the main part of it not the maybe not the uh chorus because that's you know kind of, it's not really a chorus in the song but um but I, I like what you were talking about with his earlier work now like ah. the piano the piano man okay
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that the era that you're talking about with where you thought he had uh stronger lyrics that, that um, era I don't cuz I don't know a lot of his stuff I don't know that a wasn't lot of his exactly,
2: stuff. Yeah, Piano Man was not exactly a love song. Um, well not that every song is every good song that he has is a love song, but yeah, that was that was Piano Man was pretty early. In fact, um that was a, an album I think that nobody really knew about until after he came out with a couple of other big albums, then people went back and listened to Billy Joel's old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and there was kind of a resurgence of Billy Joel's very early uh, albums, which was uh, piano man and turnstiles. so um, but yeah, if you go back to some of that that those lyrics, they're just gorgeous. like um Summer Highland Falls just has really, really, really beautiful piano and really mm. beautiful lyrics. um and he does tell a lot of, of stories, you know, um even um you know scenes from an Italian restaurant and
0: oh, um, yeah bottle tea. of red bottle of wine, yeah, uh, exactly. a bottle of white. They're, yeah they are kind
2: of like little novels and that like I don't know that songs are constructed that way anymore. It's just not the style and it's a shame. That's no, he had
0: a, he had a very romantic um, not romantic in a love sense, romantic in a life sense uh, yes. viewpoint that he was coming from.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but that's kind of the way it feels for me from his earlier stuff and yeah. his later stuff, like in the end of the eighties, like this was the last song that I actually liked from him after that. Like, you know, we are not going to break down up, down girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
2: fun song. It's a fun song, but it's, it's not, fun, like but art. it's not, it's not,
0: it's not poignant. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of, it doesn't have a lot of meat to it. It's just a yeah. fun, it's just fun. Really? Poppy song that, 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 and, you know, mission accomplished. He was looking mm-hmm. for a pop hit, and he got it with Christy Brinkley in the video and all that stuff. You know, so um, – but anyway, do you want to move on to the next set of lines?
1: Yeah, I want to get us Unless to – Unless you the, have
0: something else.
1: Yeah, just, you know, I want to get us to the end of the uh, the first verse, and I'm going to throw out the rest of this just to get us there. But you've only had to run so far so good. But you'll come to a place where the only thing you feel are loaded guns in your face. And you'll have to deal with pressure. Um, and I've been kind of like rereading that a few times, you know, as we've been talking. And it, it, it really lends into the, you know, my thought processes where everybody's gotten so numb to just maybe all the social injustices going on because of their... Yeah, you know, the rush for, you know, the power, you know, like I had mentioned before in the 80s, you know, and, you know, yeah, you know, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, you're you're completely oblivious to a lot of the injustices that are going on. But then it, it it's almost as if you're not going to feel anything until you've gotten a loaded gun to your face, as he says, you know, or something that's just so overwhelmingly powerful for you to kind of snap out of it and realize you know, there's bigger things going on here. And then once you realize that, you're not going to be able to deal with it, you know, because of the pressure. You know, that's my take on that.
0: Right. So, it's interesting. Does this seem like a, um? seem like a script to a movie that couldn't, Include somebody named Gordon Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah Okay. <laughs> like, like suddenly it just dawned on me. I never, I never thought about it. But as I'm reading the lyrics again, you know, I've read, I've read them several times in the last day or so. I'm just like, like suddenly it just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, that's like, like Gordon Gecko could be talking, or it could be feeling all these things, and and Wall Street coming from that movie, Wall Street. Like this almost feels like it was a precursor to the movie because that movie came out in what.
2: Uh, I think eighty-seven,
0: late '80s. I think eighty, eighty-seven, eighty-six or eighty-seven, somewhere around there. I wouldn't see Gecko thinking
1: this. I see Buddy. Okay. The, the. Okay. Yeah. You know, because he right, kind right, of right. got enlightened as you know the story progressed and realized,
0: and was, oh, was, I
1: really was, fucked up.
0: <laughs> that was Charlie Sheen. The yeah. Son, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Martin so Sheen. With Charlie with Sheen. Yeah. Right. Uh, Charlie Sheen and then Martin Sheen was
1: the, the, uh, the father, the
0: labor uh, right, uh, and then Michael the union, Douglass, worked right. at the
2: airline yeah. that then got taken over.
0: Right, yeah. So I I don't know why that that it kind of fits with that timeline of uh, that that thrust for power, that drive for power. Right. The, uh, right, and
1: then you know you 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 have the you know to to follow that same you know thought process. Um, Charlie Sheen's character buddy who kind of stepped over the line you know and he was like tiptoeing over it you know and then suddenly he'd gotten so far past that line and then you know once he kind of realized you know the magnitude of everything that was going on then he you know he, he kind of just you know kind of lost it he kind of broke down you yeah, know it's too late yeah So yeah you're right yeah you know, this actually follows along with the uh, the storyline of Wall Street.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Um, it's like someone someone here is warning someone else who's the new guy coming coming up down the pike. Um oh,
0: good, good, yeah, good, good. No, aspect. like
2: like you think you're so hot right now, and uh, you know you're running through life, and you know you, you're you think you're the new it girl or what have or guy or what have you, but mm-hmm. the consequences are coming for all of this. But going to have to deal with pressure yeah
0: but you will come to a place where the only feel the only thing you feel are loaded guns in your face and you'll have to deal with pressure like nice setup suzanne really like i didn't write it (laughs) no no the way you the way you just brought that together like
2: thank you (laughs) you know
0: bringing bringing someone new on board and and it's like it's almost like the mentor going look you better watch out Uh, things are gonna fuck with you okay
2: yeah, or but even like gonna be a lot someone of weird... the new haughty there's... person who comes into the picture
0: right. saying,
2: "Yeah, I got this all down. Just you wait." And right. uh, there was a lot in the during this time frame. I think there was a lot of pressure to either like either you're the top dog or you're a loser. You know, that was kind of like the deal in Wall Street. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're not scamming and and you know making a million dollars, you're just a loser.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good viewpoint of seeing this as somebody trying to like somebody trying to give somebody else advice of what you're about to experience with this with this situation that you're going to be thrown into. Um, do you want to get to the next set of lyrics, or anybody else have anything to add on that?
1: Um, verse. did you want to, uh, just tackle the next whole verse or do you want to just tackle? The yeah, next let's, do it,
0: let's do Let's do No, we could do the whole verse. I think there's a lot. That, I think we can break it down enough because there, there's a couple short little lines and then the, so they do a couple short lines and then they say pressure after each one. And then they, then they kind of wrap up that thought process right in the next one. And then they go to another thought in the next verse. So yeah, you want to read it or you want me to, um, go ahead. You used to call me paranoid. See, I wasn't singing. So pressure. <laughs> it's just so there's so much angst in this. It's it's maybe that's why I like it because I like some of that you know yeah. feistiness to it. It's edgy. Uh, and the
2: piano is edgy. Coming down with
0: yeah. <laughs> right it's a very stressful song to listen to if you think about it. Mm. But uh, so you used to call me paranoid pressure. But even you cannot avoid pressure. You turn the tap dance into your crusade. Now here you are with your faith and your Peter Pan advice. That is one of my favorite lines, actually. Now here you are with your faith and your Peter Pan advice. You have no scars on your face and you cannot handle pressure. Uh, this is strong, a strong verse, in my opinion. I just, I think... It's, it's pointing out that this, the, the person that's hearing it has to really think about what they're dealing with and what how they're going to handle things down the road. But then, you know, oh, yeah, everything's okay. You know, you're, it's all good. But that's the person that's saying it's all good is not realizing how intense this is all going to be. And that's that Peter Pan advice. I, I always thought that was a really interesting line that you just don't ever hear. It, mm-hmm. or, or any kind of reference to that in any song. So
2: I think it's obvious there. It's someone older talking to the new guy, the new young person. Right. Who's like, you know, I'm hot and I'm good looking and I'm rich and um and this is what I've got to say and everybody listen. Uh. And meanwhile, they're gonna fall on their face.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Or become an addict or whatever the next step is for this kind of a situation.
0: Right. And it doesn't look like it's going a good direction.
2: No. Nah. <laughs> no.
0: This is not no, this is not a happy ending song by any means. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> sorry i picked it I, I i almost feel like um i'm bringing it down you know it's like a downer kind of a song <laughs> the last one at least i had the that we picked was uh comedic you know <laughs> to to a degree it's a spoken word one so um uh, dave what do you got on this
1: yeah yeah you know, i like you i was stuck on the uh you know uh and here you are with your faith and your peter pan advice you know and you know, I was going through the, you know, my my memory of you know, you know, what would be Peter Pan, you know, kind of advice or you know, way of life, if you will, you know, and it's the you know, living in Never Never Land and you know, just you know, never growing up, you know, and you know, maybe some of this is a little bit of that, is that you know, maybe you're a you know, this advice is being told to a teenager who thinks he knows everything. And, you know, it's kind of the parental advice, you know, about, hey, you know, you better, you know, get wise because, you know, the world's kind of (laughs) rough. And, you know, you're going to have to learn about that. And, you know, I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. You know, maybe maybe there's a little bit of that going on.
0: Hmm. I like your take on the parent, the parenting thing.
1: Yeah, cuz you know, that's I mean, teenagers a, a really, know yeah. everything,
0: right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. think uh,
1: back I, when I, you I mean, you were 18, didn't you know everything? I mean, I did.
0: Of course I did. <laughs> I mean, look at where I am now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you called it right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> No, you know, no, that's a that's a really interesting take on it and I can picture I I know of a few, you know, people that i've seen that have teenagers that are kind of uh unaware right or or they are not learned doctors of (laughs) life yes okay (laughs) and they don't understand about the amount the amount of pressure that is about to be put on them and you know it doesn't have to be about wall street or anything like that it's just life in general uh you know Strap your strap your high boots on because it's gonna get there's gonna be a lot of deep shit.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm good now. But my son, oh. <laughs> um, he just recently started his first job, and okay. um, yeah, you know, he, and he's working the like the concession stand at a um, you know, for the local school that you know when there's like a little league base, baseball game or something like that, you know, he's the one that's selling the hot dogs and the pretzels and all that stuff. Um, you know, and I keep asking him cause I keep wondering, you know, when's the point that he's going to have to do something that he doesn't really want to do, like, you know, clean a bathroom, you know, and I'm like, does he know how to do that? I don't, I don't think we've equipped him with the skill set that he needs to do that. <laughs> and, and so in my brain, I keep waiting for the other shoe to fall, but you know, at the same time, I want him to step up, you know, obviously, you know, and you know, whatever it is they throw at him, he just can do um you know or at least ask the question hey can you that's show good. me that's what i want you know but you know but, you know he's he's a teenager yeah you know, you know and it was kind of like the you know oh, i got it i'm no worries no worries i got it i can figure it out i'm like all right good for you <laughs> uh so yeah next verse that we're going to cover here is the uh, uh third which is all grown up and no place to go psych one psych two What do you know? All your life is Channel 13, Sesame Street. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this kind of lends back to my thought process about, you know, having the kind of the young mentality of, you know, I know everything there is to know about everything. Um, And I think, you know, the Channel 13, Sesame Street kind of lends the view to that where, you're, you, you, you've got these rose-colored glasses going on into the situation and you shouldn't. You know, There's something bigger going on. You're going to learn your, your lesson here if you don't hear it from me. And that's what I'm picking up from this. I don't know why. I don't get Psych
0: 1, Psych 2, though. Uh, uh,
2: college classes.
0: Yeah, college, that's what I was thinking too, okay. is college classes.
2: Yeah, w- uh, once again, that's the, the pseudo-intellectual thing. And he says that w- quite with anger, you know? psych one <laughs> psych two yeah you two. know he, does, he you're what, right you
0: he, he enunciates those words very strongly yeah.
2: he he kind of spits that out
0: and yeah. i i don't know about you guys but sesame street was actually on channel 13 in uh in southern california where i grew up so i don't know if if he yeah,
2: was that's true
0: but i know he's a new york guy so i don't know if it was in new york that it was on channel 13 too because it was, it was. you know that would be uhf the UHF. No PBS. Oh PBS, right PBS. So it was, yeah, it was out. It was the higher end numbers always. So PBS. Anyway, uh, Sesame Street. I don't know. It's you're right. It's a it's a youthful kind of a idea. Um, you know, you don't know you don't know Jack because you're too young. You're you're just a yeah. young punk and you don't know what you're doing.
2: Right, he's making fun of that person. Yeah a mm-hmm. baby, you don't know yeah. what you're talking about. You, and think,
0: I think, you think you know so much. You come in here, you get, you know, you took psych one, psych two. What do you really know? You don't know jack. You're Sesame <laughs> Street.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's it's pretty rude, actually. <laughs> it's rude. I think all grown up and no place to go is very clever. You know, now yeah. that's like quintessential Billy Joel to say something like that in his lyrics. Hmm.
1: Even though I got to tell you that Bert and Ernie really did give, you know, a very existential kind of view on the world. So uh, let's not dismiss those guys. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. I was joking. It was a joke. Yeah. I was just seeing, yeah. I was floating that out there to see what was going to happen.
2: Well, when you're five, that probably is very existential, you know? You know Oscar, Rubber ducky, uh, Oscar, come on.
0: <laughs> I think Oscar the Grouch would fit more into this lyrics. <laughs> set up than than Bert and Ernie.
1: Rubber Ducky, you're <laughs> the one. Alright, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. many of uh you know Sesame Street viewings.
0: Oh yeah I remember that list. yeah. All right so, Actually we could do a show on Sesame Street. <laughs> we probably should <laughs> it's now, been uh, a
2: long time. Yeah I'm up for <laughs>
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe so, the uh, the whole gambit of, uh, you know, like maybe even Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Because I, I actually, that's I, that's... I, um, there was, uh, back when we were doing Age Reboot Overdrive, um, I was, you know, doing some background research for the Incredible Hulk thing they were covering. And Bill Bixby was actually on, uh, Mr. Rogers, and he took Mr. Rogers on the set of The Incredible Hulk, you know, and the whole thing was the, you know, oh, we're just pretending, and you're not really turning into a big raging Hulk monster.
0: You're
2: not really scary?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So So, so, it. sometime, kids, is this how you feel when you get angry?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funny, I've I've heard comparisons where like, okay, I I remember sitting down to the very first episode of Sesame Street ever. Wait, what, really? Yes, yes at the very wow. first episode. So we were or I was the first generation of kids to grow up with Sesame Street. I've heard people say that the reason that MTV was popular with its you know quick cuts and it's like collages and all the bright colors is because it was appealing to all, us kids who grew up with Sesame Street which were these uh, you know, very, very colorful, you know, jump cuts and little cartoons that only last a couple of minutes interspersed to teach you, you know, seasons and letters and and, and numbers and that kind of thing. And that it shortened our attention spans. Um, wow. That's, and that
0: that's some deep stuff right there. It
2: makes sense, though, doesn't it? Like, you, it you, totally you listen did. to that and think, oh, maybe it did.
0: Wow. So Sesame Street ruined us basically it gave us a shorter attention span made us it
2: catered to that developing brain and Uh you know that's all we got
0: (laughs) snooze that snooze
1: it i I, I was zero days old when i just got my mind blown by this whole analogy thank you (laughs)
2: I, did, I read that somewhere a while back. I did not come up with that myself.
0: That's that's pretty that's pretty strong. I got to say, it, it makes sense. It's logical.
2: It's, it's a little scary.
0: It if, is scary.
2: If, if we were that influenced <laughs> by the Muppets, you know?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, Jim Henson and... Um, mm-hmm. Well, they were part of that, too. I mean, they went on to do the Muppets, but Jim Henson and... Um, Frank Oz, right?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: All part of that beginning. Of that no, and then like side note, real quick, if we did the Sesame Street, we'd have to, you know, we'd have to throw in their electric company and choose, uh Zoom and all those do- kids. Oh, all-
2: Zoom! I love Zoom.
0: Great. And then space coaster. Uh, Great space co- Yeah, that's a good one too. Or, or romper room.
2: Jeez, oh, that's really going back.
0: Oh yeah, it is. Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That'd be a good topic. We should cover all those.
2: We should. I mean, it's a
0: formation. Pretty it's far
2: from, Billy, from Billy Joel, but.
0: <laughs> formation of our idea.
2: lives.
1: You know? Yeah. Obviously, it affected us.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you what it means. Pressure. Yes. <laughs> uh, you want to go to the next verse? Yep. Anybody else have any more on that? Sesame Street and Channel 13 and stuff. It's like one, psych like two. Says, uh, don't ask for help, you're all alone. Pressure. You'll have to answer to your own pressure. I'm sure you'll have some cosmic rationale. But here you are in the ninth. Two men out and three men on. Nowhere to look but inside. Where we all respond to pressure. <laughs> and I gotta say, he nailed it with the song the 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 music part you know, the 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 instrumental part of this mm-hmm. it just feels so like it's got so much pressure in it too din, 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 din. you know it, it keeps it you on the keeps
2: that he was yeah. very good at making the making the um, the piano as emotional as the lyrics
0: oh yeah and like you go back to um, the the song um, uh, not sent What's the one with Bottle of Red, Bottle of White? What's that song called? What's the name of it? Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Um, that one has a nice – it makes you feel comfortable and happy, and it's all good. And then also, like, The Piano Man is – it It makes you feel like you're sitting in a bar listening to a piano guy. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the way he puts the music to the lyrics, it's just perfect. So That's true. Really
2: he, also, he has a song called The Angry Young Man. Mm-hmm. which is real. That piano is truly frenetic. That, um, uh, that very, very few people would ever even be able to play that song on the piano other than Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. Um, It just kind of freaks you out. <laughs> and it's about, you know, just in, in, uh, an angry young person protesting and screaming and voicing his opinion. And then you kind of, grow up and turn into an angry old man and you're just still yelling and you're wasting your breath. I'm gonna and... have to look
0: that one up. I don't oh. I don't remember that one.
2: Oh boy. I'm sure I've
0: heard oh. it but uh, angry the
2: angry young man? Angry Name young man, yeah. like I couldn't even imitate you can't even imitate it with your mouth it goes so fast. Bump 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 bump
0: Anyway. I'm making I'm making a note to look it up later. So no thank you you've given me homework to do. Yeah,
2: there you go. That's good homework. You'll you'll enjoy it. A lot of, you know, crashing symbols and stuff going on.
1: I'm really stuck on the picture that he's painting with this one. You're all alone. You have to answer to your own. Um, You're at the ninth, two men out, three men on, nowhere to look but inside. You know, it's like, you know, what the hell, Billy? Don't we have a team to rely on? We, I mean, aren't we, you know, able to like work together? But no, he's he's saying, uh, you know, you're on your own here. You've got to step up to the plate and do what you know is required of you, and uh, don't fuck it up. Yeah, is <laughs> really like, the way I'm
0: reading this. It's like Scarface, a number one, right? Yeah. You take about, you take a, take, a, take care of yourself, and that's what you're going to have to do now because you have to make up – you have to take control of the situation on your own without anybody to – and you have a lot on the line. The game is on the line. The whole – the World Series, the Cubs World Series is on the line. Yes. <laughs> that,
2: that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. No, I kind of feel like by the time, the time he gets to the end of this song – the narrative is more, okay, you thought you were so great. You thought you were superior to me. Um, now you're going to hit your breaking point, and I'm not going to be there to pick up the pieces. You do it all yourself now. Wow. It's up to that, you.
0: That's, <laughs> that's strong. Yeah, that's a, that's a really <laughs> – yeah, I can relate to that in a few ways right now. I have some things going hmm. on, but yeah. People make decisions and they have to live with them. And we can't. We can't always be there to help them.
1: Very deep. Very deep.
0: Damn. Damn deep. That's why I like That's <laughs> why I wanted to pick this. That's why I picked this song. Because I knew it had some meat to it. True. And and it doesn't. It's not necessarily just about, you know, the, the 80s and, and the battery that that was i think it kind of relates some of this relates to today and just life in general i think it i think it relates to every generation
1: it totally does it totally does yeah. i was just yeah. i was trying to place it into the context of you know what was probably you know the, what ins- yeah what, like what, what
0: inspired him to yeah, write it at exactly the time. yeah exactly i get that yep yeah and and that's what i think Like I was saying, I think it fits into every generation or every decade or whatever. And I think that's why it still sticks in my head, because every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah. It's it's like that's what's going on in life these days. So So, although I'm I'm not into cocaine and Wall Street, so that's good.
1: But in the next verse, he says, and your life is Time magazine. I read it to what does it mean? Pressure. What does he mean there? Or what does that mean to you?
0: Hmm.
2: I think it means he, he he thinks they're a phony.
0: Okay, that's a good way to see it. I, I why I why don't is know Time Magazine
1: the the what that means by being a phony?
2: Oh, because they're you know they're the queen of the news headlines or the you know the king it's of the fun. hill and and uh, you know on top of the you know the media darling or what have you uh, and. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean I read Newsweek and Time and you know, I was in Vanity Fair last week. And you know, he's saying, All right, I've read the magazine. Doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> it's, okay. It's right. all bullshit.
0: I you. Gotcha. Good for you. Good for you. Okay. Kind of a thing. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah that's great, kid. Good job. Yeah. Whatever.
1: And then, uh, the, and then I'm sure you'll have some cosmic rationale, but Here you are in your faith and your Peter Pan advice. You have no scars on your face and you can't handle pressure.
0: Yeah. And that's a repeat of one of the previous verses. uh, And it's still pretty strong. I like that cosmic rationale. Try try working that into the lyrics of any song. You know. Cosmic rationale. (laughs) It's not not terms you hear very uh, very often.
2: You had a way with words, though
0: yeah he did. I mean he's a great songwriter. He's amazing quite and i mean there's there's definitely a handful of songs that that I really like from Billy Joel, but overall he wasn't you know like I said before i wasn't I didn't dislike him I didn't like love him uh, for all of his music like there's some you know some serious fans like like Suzanne, you sound like you have a lot of a lot of love for Billy Joel because of yeah, the yeah. impact I they had supposed- at the time, Yeah. hmm
2: I saw so. this tour. I saw him in concert this year, oh, like the in 1983, I think, in Pittsburgh.
0: That's cool. Awesome.
2: Yeah, but this was this was kind of an angry album compared to his earlier stuff.
0: Oh, Glass Houses. Well, just look no, at the. I mean, just no a way glass, that's not, not glass Latin. Latin. I'm sorry. Latin. I'm sorry. I was wrong.
2: Uh, Last House Glass- was a real cool album. This Diamond Curtain had a couple of cool songs on it, but I think he was showing that he was, he was showing that he was running out of steam when it came to that really deep emotional, um, you know, romantic stuff, like like we're saying. Right. Cool.
0: So that about wraps that song up. Okay. That it does. All right. So not handsome. Like- one two three four pressure.
1: <laughs> so I guess this is the part where we remind everybody we have a website. It's bonsairetroclub.com. Go out there, go clicky click on all of our different social media links and give us some uh, follows and love, and we'd appreciate that. You want to give us some feedback, that's email, mcfly at, at bonsairetroclub.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so this is the part where we just remind everybody to be excellent to each other and have a uh, good whatever. Bye-bye.
0: Take care. Bye. This has been a Bunzai
1: Retro Club Production. Bunzai Danielson.
2: Hey, Bunzai. 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 Bunzai.